I'm also so proud of the whole Circle series of this insane support that I'm getting from my community of this amazing realistic can that I've just drawn. It's all so surreal and I'm so proud and so happy to be doing this every day. Welcome to the Flying Fruit Bowl, a platform dedicated to the discussion and exploration of art and the creative process. This is the second part of a two-part interview with Ryan Dean Hart. If you haven't heard the first part, please go back to the last episode, as this continues where the last one left off. Ryan also recently collaborated with the alcohol brand Jack Daniels to create images that highlight their new range of drinks. I thoroughly enjoyed my conversation with Ryan, and I really hope you enjoy it too. Uh, you know, I agree with that. I think art's way more powerful than people give it credit for. Or, you know, even even TV shows or movies, like we've all been in a bad place and be like, well, I'm going to watch my my TV show that puts me back into my comfort zone and that makes me laugh. And that's just silly, but I'm going to watch that now. That That's art, too. Yeah, that's true. But yeah, you know, that's true. And I think that's really interesting. That's a really interesting way to look at things. It kind of just makes me think about the complexities of human nature. Um, that sounds way deeper than it actually is but um that makes me think about that it makes me think about yeah it makes me think about yeah okay that's not good i think about a lot of different things um but the, my existential existential crisis that's what it is uh that's perfect that's, do you, do you want to talk about it it's <laughs> <laughs> a daily current so no it's fine um <laughs> so what 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 helps you when you feel down do you turn to music or shows or art or photography or so that's a really good that's a really good question and i think I, I guess doing this is part of it i guess like i guess it, like when i really really think about it that's such a deep question i'm like damn it, this is like a therapy session now all, all of a sudden um so i guess this i guess doing this or communicate with people because my my goal this year i was like i'm gonna set a goal this year to be more sociable because i like not talking to people um <laughs> like i'm very good at just like you know sitting at home drinking tea eating biscuits you know just getting on with my own thing doing not not much so, so you know i need to really do something that's going to be more social <laughs> and it just happened just happened that the first person i interviewed and Simon's, which you probably already heard she just asked me to do an audio interview rather than a written interview so it obviously i did that i had no idea how to use zoom no idea what i was doing that's why that's a complete mess um and then i really enjoyed it and i was like you know what actually this is quite fun like let's do this. So then now yeah, I'm doing and it, and it's fun. Doing and I've great, met, but... and I've met some really great people. Yeah, it's it's amazing. But you know, if you, it's also really cool that you say you you turn to this. I have now yeah. officially hijacked your podcast. No, <laughs> absolutely. Uh, Perfect. I hope you will keep this in because I have great questions. <laughs> so yeah, I would do. I actually want absolutely. <laughs> so it, it's super interesting that you say it makes you feel better because. Um, you, you know, you turn to not something someone else has created, but you create yourself, and that makes you feel better. That's that's an interesting take, because I ask you, do you turn to music or you know, um, like listening to music? Are you looking at art? You're like, no, I want to create, and then I feel better. That's, that's oh yeah, absolutely. Cool. So so obviously I do photography. Um, oh yeah, you do. But since like the pandemic and not even just since the pandemic i think photography is that kind of thing where i really love it and i'm gonna get back into it but it's just it's very much on the back burner like very much on the back burner and, I, and i've kind of realized recently like photography is very cathartic like it you know it's like that's kind of definitely what i turn to when you know I, not that i feel unhappy but you know like 
just when I've got something to like the first thing I do when I create an image is I kind of ask myself how I feel and then create something based off that. Um, and my images are very much tied up in, with myself anyway because they're like quote unquote personal work. Um, so, so normally it'll be photography. That's what I would turn to. Um, but I haven't done that for a while now. Um, and then I started making music because my brother makes music and he gave that book to me. Um, so now that so I create music that nobody ever hears other than the introduction to the to the interviews. Oh, you you um, created that? Yeah. Yeah. I never knew that. Uh, and the, the, so the reason I did create it is because, okay, so I feel bad this is going to be about me and it's like, <laughs> damn it, I should have said no. Um, Too late. So this is my so going slightly so, <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> take it, please take it. <laughs> so going back slightly. So, when I when I did photography, oh, I still do it. I still do shoot stuff. I just haven't. So I've got stuff from like 2016 that no one's seen. I just haven't posted it because I'm just. That's we can talk about that off air. That's a whole different conversation, um, at some point. Um, but long story short, I created some speed edit videos, um, and I originally had like commercial music from like Purple Planet or whatever. Um, I didn't like it. I was like, this doesn't really fit what I'm trying to, like just the mood of the image, for instance. I was like, my brother makes music and then he gave, he showed me how to make some stuff randomly and or he gave me the software to do it. I was like, I might as well mess around with this and make my own music um, for speed edits so that at least, you know, when I upload it, I'd have to worry about any kind of music. I can make it myself. And I did that. It was fun. It was cool. Um, and then because of that, when I created this podcast, I was like, oh, I should make the music myself because I'll do it myself. And it's like, I edit the podcast myself and I'll do the music myself. And it's like, the so the podcast has pretty much replaced the photography I did in a way. Um, so that I was, and, it, and it's something that I actually worry about a lot because it's like, I put a lot of time into doing this. Like you wouldn't, like just a website, just the website itself is, is the second job. I know, right? Plus, <laughs> like close, like closer podcast on top of it is, to be honest, is pretty much a second job. And, and I love it. And I, I have no qualms about doing it because I love it. But I'm also really conscious. You just said that it's it makes you feel better when you're down. So it, it's yeah, so cool absolutely. That, that you can that you can work so much on something and it, it still makes you feel better. I mean, most. But I'm also very aware. Know. Yeah, but I'm also very aware there'll be a time where I won't do it because I'll be doing photography again or I'll be doing something yeah. else. You said that <laughs> creating it uh, makes you feel better, but um, yeah. what's the part? Can you can you say what the part is that makes you feel better? Is it just that you're creating something as you yeah, said it gives me some kind of purpose or, or is it socializing it gives you gives me a purpose hmm. i think really what i've learned i've passed it through my years like i'm that old but like what i've learned is that everybody needs a purpose to wake up we all need a reason to wake up and i think you need to find that reason to wake up and it's different for everybody some people it's just money some people it's, it's socializing some people it's you know partying you know but i think for me it's creating something i have to be creating something because even if I could literally just, you know, if I was rich and I could just not have to work, I would literally be, I wouldn't even necessarily be online. I'll probably just be somewhere reading all the time and creating something. That's all I want to do is create yeah, something. Yeah. You know, and I think most artists are like that, really. <laughs> like you create something not because you want a financial benefit from it. Sure, of course you do. That's going to help you create more. But it's because you have a desire to create stuff. See, I'm, you know. I'm super glad I asked that question because that was a great answer. Thank you very much. I feel like, oh, so this is how people feel when I ask them questions. <laughs> yeah. You did an awesome job. <laughs> okay, well, thank you very much for your question. I really appreciate that. People don't ask that question, questions that often, so I, I really appreciate it. Because I'm always like, nobody needs to know about me. It's cool. 
you know, yeah, I, I told you, you I'm I, very honest and blunt and I do my thing and I might hijack your podcast. I warned you and I did. <laughs> but, but one thing I, I really like about one thing I really like about you though is that you're very open and I really like that. Like you messaged me like straight away and it was like a really good like you're really good at communicating, if that makes sense. Well I am. Yeah. Oh thank yeah. you. <laughs> Yeah, because obviously we're talking now and it's because obviously you messaged me because you saw a story and you liked it and you're like, oh, you know, and then we had a good conversation. And like, that's really interesting because, and it's funny, I'm not like that normally with people. Yeah, okay, of course, there's quite a few people I've met online through Instagram and stuff, but but not the way that you and I message in terms of like, we're messaging today before the, for the interview. Like, I don't do that normally. Normally with people, I won't hear from them until maybe an hour before the interview or like the day before when I message them to ask them if they're still free and they're like, no. So, you know, so I like that and I appreciate that a lot. Like I appreciate that. I appreciate your openness. I like that a lot. I think that's really cool. Thank you. If you want to, you can join my my group, my community of misfits. Absolutely, hundred percent. Hundred percent. Absolutely, absolutely. Absolutely. I certainly will. Like I like I don't know, like and actually that's something I want to talk about actually, the idea of personality and art. And I, uh, we'll talk about it in a minute because I've got so many more questions to ask. Um, go, go. So so okay, so <laughs> One thing that I actually get from your work, which is actually super interesting, is the idea of play. But your work is about playing. Your work is about playing with stuff and kind of just experimenting and being more, you know, just do what you like and, and the worry about kind of where it fits after. And I, I'm kind of curious. I'm kind of curious about your future. And I don't know if you want to talk about it and or if it's something you really even know what you're doing. But I'm super curious about where you see yourself going and or how important is it for you to think about the future of your work? Well, I see myself uh, in, a, in a big mansion with a pool, pretty ladies. <laughs> no, just kidding. Um, I, I have no idea. As I told you, I, I live in the moment and I'd rather not know what, what the future holds for me or where the road goes, where the road ends. I don't really want to know that. I'm, I'm so perfectly happy where I am right now. I don't even need more followers or more success. I'm just so happy just being able to follow my dreams. Um, I don't need to be there. I don't be, need to be at that goal of reaching that dream. I'm just happy to enjoy uh, the, the the way, you know, just the journey. The journey is the goal somehow. And I, I love being here. I love that I had the chance to um, team up with Jack Daniels. I love that I can help people um, with my circles. And that's all I need right now is just... I don't, I'm not rich. I don't have a lot of money, but I have enough to pay the bills and to keep creating. And that's really all I need. And if my, if my future looks like this in, in five years that I can just, just pay the bills and keep creating, that's really all I need. That's the perfect future for me. So what is your idea of success? And what does it mean to be a successful artist? Well, I guess I already am because... <laughs> As I just told you, I teamed up with Jack Daniels. I I make people feel better with my work. That alone is um, being super successful. It's not about numbers, um, likes, followers. It's not about social media success or anything. Or uh, it's just, I, I guess, um, everyone can define success for them for themselves. Yeah. And right here, what I'm doing right now, where I am right now, um, also being asked questions about myself right here in this podcast, um, it means that I that I'm successful in my own way. Yeah, 
Absolutely. Absolutely. I think, yeah. I, I think you're, you're super fascinating because you're in this, you're in this really interesting space. Like, because, you know, you're not, you're not, how can I explain it without trying to sound really cliched? But like, you're not like this artist who's been slaving away for like 30 years trying to get, you know, really good work seen by people. And it's like, you know, you're a fairly, you know, contemporary artist, you know, a young contemporary artist who, you know, has had, as you said, you know, a good success relatively quickly, like in a way, I guess. Like, but does that not, does that not, concern you in some way um, i don't know how to ask this question really without sounding slightly negative and i don't mean it in any negative way but like does it not concern you that maybe like, like like where do you go from here it's really kind of what i'm saying it's like or or is that not something you care where about? i go from here yeah uh i have no idea and that's the fun part if i knew i wouldn't go there i would take another path that i <laughs> know where i'd go to that's great that's great <laughs> You know, I you know what I can imagine you're going to have such a great long career. I can just imagine that because your I mean, your that, spirit that's the thing, right? Like take the path less traveled by. That's that's what I yeah. do because I yeah. I, yeah. I I'm already not mainstream. I I don't do what others tell me to do. I just really do what I think is right and what what makes me happy. And right now I am really happy. <laughs> So that's great. You know what? That's really good to hear. And I, I, generally, I'm really happy for you. Like, I'm really happy for you. Thank you. Um, and I think it's great. It's great to see. It's great to see somebody actually do something they want to do and being happy with the outcome and not having to sacrifice part of themselves for it. You know, I think that's great to see because I think being an artist, you have to sacrifice to be an artist, I think, uh, yeah, mostly. And, and to be honest, like struggling, like sometimes, sometimes, of course, I struggle with money too, or with other things like editing or posting. But I think struggle is part of what makes me want to pursue this. Like the more challenging it gets, the more I want to do it. Yeah, like it, it's cool. Cause it's not like you're, you know, a trust fund kid who's just bored with their time and just wants to create stuff because you can and people are following it because you know you have the money to back it up if you're doing it because you want to do it and it may work out and you're well aware it may not may not work out but that's not going to stop you from doing it and i think that's super commendable yeah i think you should really um i think you should really lecture and do talks i really think you could be you'll be a very good motivational speaker i really do i, I thought about that or even teaching really? at, at do some it. point um... i mean not do it but but think about it I'm currently doing um, a YouTube mastering YouTube class um, um, by Matt Diavella. You might know him. He's like yeah. a producer. I do, yes. Absolutely. Yeah. 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 Um, then you know his master YouTube thingy that he just launched. I, um, I signed up because, ironically, <laughs> um, this is going to sound like another secret, but everyone can hear this. Um, the thing that like one thing I'm really insecure about is just talking, uh, like speaking in English in front of an audience, which is ironically what I'm doing right now. Yeah, but, that's so weird. Right? I, I don't know why. I know my English is fine. I've been in Australia for a year. Um, I mean, it's not as good as back then because uh, I feel it's a, it's, it's a little bit rusty because I haven't really had an English dialogue in so long. And so, you know, I, I tend to, I never overthink. I told you I'm that impulsive person, but whenever I 
um, have to do a voiceover for a video or um, even write a description for a post. That's something I really, really struggle with because I, I write one sentence and then I overthink it. I'm like, is this grammatically correct? Did I did I write it correctly? And then I think about it so long that the sentence looks weird. Like, have you ever thought about a word and, and said oh, that yeah. word over and over and over yeah. again? And then it just sounds yeah. completely weird. That's what's Absolutely. happening to me um, with like every sentence I post on social media. And thank God my my, um, my graphic designer, she's uh, bilingual. Her, her mom's from America. So I'm always like, <laughs> can you check this text? Is this correct? That's a good idea. It, it, it's not bad. Um, I also realized that I have a German accent and sometimes I probably um, fuck up grammar or stuff. But I don't... I shouldn't care about this, but I do. And I hope this this YouTube class is going to help me um, because obviously, as, you, as you're experiencing right now, I have a lot to say and I would like to say yeah. it confidently in front of an audience without overthinking everything. So, yeah. I think you've done an incredible job. I honestly would never have thought you were insecure about that. Like, yeah. like generally, I wouldn't have. Like, you know, fake it till you make it. I'm pretty good. <laughs> you know, a lot of people have said that to me recently about different things. And I'm, I'm starting to think that's actually a real thing. I really am starting to be convinced. Um, so a lot of people have said that to me recently. It's just about art as well in terms of like confidence and being fake an artist. Till you make it? Yeah. I mean, yeah. are you, like, let's be honest right here. Are you confident doing this podcast, interviewing people? I am now, yes. Now I am. Yeah, yeah, but in the beginning, but I'm always, you... always slightly. Although I'm always slightly nervous before I do any interview, just because you don't know how it's going to go. Yeah, exactly. Like, it could go, it could go hideously bad. And and thank goodness, touch wood, I've never done an interview yet that has gone like hideously wrong. Like, and it, they've I, all been pretty good. I bet there's sometimes this little voice in the back of your head that's like, "What qualifies you?" to talk to these people oh a hundred percent a hundred percent i'm like i'm a literally a nobody why would people want to care about what i'm asking them or See, and, and me to ask them questions? for me it's like why should you do content in english shouldn't you stay you know shouldn't you just talk german instead you'll have a nice german audience instead and i'm like no i'm i want to reach more people i want to do this yeah, and absolutely i'm still pursuing this um as I said, because it's challenging to me, um, because I'm kind of scared of it, but you just have to step out of your comfort zone and pursue it. So I'm, I'm going to work 100%. on 100%. Uh, I'm going to... Yeah. You just watch. I mean, this is coming out in October. Um, I yes. will probably have a YouTube video out and I will talk in that YouTube video and I'll be super confident. And people listening to this podcast will be like, wow, he did it. <laughs> no, absolutely. And you've just... You should have said that because there's a proven fact that when you say something publicly, you're less likely to do it. So you just it said that. Be, so. It would be so <laughs> shitty if this airs in October and there's just no YouTube video. <laughs> hey, you know what? Life, life gets in the way of everything, trust me. Like, we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So who knows what's going to happen? Um, you, just put, you just put time pressure on yourself. That's the, the worst thing you can do. Back about this um, um, speaking English insecurity. Yeah. Um, I think it's a nice message for people listening uh, that might look up to me or they're like, how did he do it? He, he teamed up with Jack Daniels. Wow. Um, well, I guess we're all insecure. I guess that's just always the thing. Most people don't admit it. I do. 
Um, yeah. That's human nature. It's human yeah, nature. You just have to you know, conquer your fears, I guess. The older I get, the more I'm like, you need to really challenge yourself. I really realize the importance of challenging yourself. Like it's so important. It's so important. Just that one thing you didn't think you were going to do, just go and do it. Um, I think it's so important. It's just so important. But anyway. This is a this is a good point to ask um, your listeners. Um, what are you insecure about? I know you have something you're thinking of right now. Your mind went somewhere. That thing, what can you do about it? Just do one little step today. You don't have to change it today. You can take your time. You can take a year or five years. It doesn't matter. Just do something to conquer that fear or tackle that insecurity. And yeah. This is why, like, this is why I generally think you should be some kind of motivational speaker or a teacher. You know, even even if it's just like a workshop here and there, like, like seriously. And if it is, like, if if the time ever comes and I do eventually do like workshops or something with the Fine Fruit Brand and turn it into more of a company, hundred percent, I'm coming to you. <laughs> Your listeners, should I be a motivational speaker? Let me know. <laughs> Thank you. Absolutely, absolutely. Let him know. Seriously, <laughs> he should. I think. Because like I think so the thing I've learned is that everybody actually has so much they want to say. It's just they're never really given the opportunity to say it. And that's why I like talking to people. Like I could have like I could have just sent you some questions via email. Um would have been a lot easier for me, a lot easier for you. Could have done it whenever you wanted to. That would have been yeah, but that's the problem. That would have been so lame because I would have had time to think about it and I would have given yeah. you like perfect answers for everything. Yeah. But I, I like to be caught off guard by your questions and be like, yeah. shit, I never thought about that. What am I going to say? <laughs> oh, good. I, I hope it, like, well, the one thing I do hope is that I hope that my questions do make you think about your own work and yourself. I hope they do. They, uh, they probably, do. they might not, but I hope they do. I hope they do. Because that's, that's kind why, of what... That's why I was so nervous this morning because I was like, I know he has those really deep questions and he, he knows me quite a bit by now. So he's going to have yeah. specific questions. And I'm like... I have no way to prepare for this. <laughs> I kind of feel like should I give people like questions in advance, but I'm glad no. I don't. I think I think no. it's better that I don't. Yeah. yeah, I think don't do that. Yeah. No, I mean that I have a few people who have asked me, and I'm like, no, sorry, and they're a bit like, oh, and I'm like, but yeah, like I wouldn't because I think it's, and I feel like really bad because like, I'm looking at like a list of questions, so I kind of know what I'm going to ask next. And sometimes I just throw in a random spontaneous question. Well, you don't, on a podcast. I, you don't know. Maybe I'm looking at a list of answers right here. Probably. And actually, actually, I did that with an artist the other day. Like I, I, when I was interviewing, they were like, oh, I've got a list of notes here that I wrote up just in case I didn't have anything to say. And I was like, okay, you're right ahead. Like, that's a great idea because like, you don't know what I'm going to ask. And like, I hate it when you see like these interviews that are just very, very, very basic. Like, oh, yeah. very, like you know like, like what's your name what are your inspirations and it's like people, knowing people's inspirations is cool but i want to know why you decided to create art i want to know what you think about art i want to know you know what makes you an artist what makes you what part of you thinks that you're entitled to call yourself an artist you know that kind of stuff and also not just that it's like what is it really like to be an artist because i think people there's such like for me there's such like a mysticism about the arts it's all like, you know, oh, you create work and like, oh, you know, you need followers and oh, you know, you need to make money somewhere along the line. And it's like, there is that, but there's also so much more that goes into it. It's not exactly. just, a, oh, you create a really nice image. I, just, I, I like, just thought about that. Like, what's it like to be an artist? And I have just no way to describe that to people who are not artists. Um, 
a few days ago, I tried to explain to my neighbor what I do, and I just rambled on about a few social media terms, and she had no idea because she doesn't use Instagram. She was like, I have no idea what you're talking about. I was well, it's important for the reach and the engagement because <laughs> and the algorithm. And she was like, what are you saying? <laughs> Like, isn't that really interesting though? Like, like in a way, I very much envy people like that. I really do because they have so much less care. They have so much have they have to care less about. And I think that's great. I think that's so great. What, just you know, being you know, normal? just because then, yeah, yeah, you know, they're not part. They're not kind of enslaved to the internet. Yeah, I I could do that maybe for half a day, and then I would be bored and said something on like, fire. Like, I mean, I'm um, great <laughs> art. I didn't say that. Candles. Candles. <laughs> I'll set them on fire. That'll work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <But> like, exactly. <laughs> but like that's like that's the thing. And I think even art, even something as physical as art, you know, I think everything's not everything, but most things are shifting online to kind of a digital we're living in kind of like a digital world. And I think it's it's like a shame. Like we're of similar ages. See how I did that. Uh, similar ages and it's like well, you remember the internet you remember before we had the internet you remember yeah now we're, we're living we're, we're looking we're in that age where we actually remember before the internet <laughs> it's crazy to me to think that they're going to be kids who have never known life without the internet like it's, it's so insane i mean i remember having a nokia phone and it had yeah. a little internet icon and whenever you accidentally tapped it you were just panicking like go back go back it's going to be so expensive yeah. like Three yeah, seconds in the internet. Damn expensive. It's going to be poor forever. <laughs> yeah, anyway, going off on stopping my tangent and going back to your work. So I think we're talking about you know wider art communities and you want to create a community of misfits. As your audience grows or as your community grows, do you feel more of a pressure to create? No. No, I don't I don't think so. I mean, um I probably should, especially um, you know, since the since the Jack Daniels um collaboration uh a lot of uh jack daniels related people followed me and now i'm i'm a lot more mindful of what i post what i what i write but all in all i think i'm just always gonna stay the same guy um who just does what he wants to do because you know i'm i mean it's it's stupid when you think about it for longer because why would i change those people followed me for a reason because I am that guy. And I never yeah. I never had a fake internet persona. I was always just myself. And those people probably respect that and followed me for that or quickly figured out that I'm not a fake persona and maybe left me because they didn't like the content. But those people who followed me and stayed followers, I think they will respect my choices and uh, they... They followed me for a reason and they will keep following me, following me for that. And I have a curiosity just because of something that you said. You said the word content. And I think the word content is um, an interesting one because I feel like it's a very generically vague term. Like, you know, people are like, oh, I'm content creators. Like, do you think that it somehow damages like kind of the arts by using the word content when, when talking about particularly say art, for instance? No, I think there's there's a difference. Um, I'm creating art, but what I'm posting is content. You know, I have one artwork, but I, I I might split that that circle, that drawing. I might split it into several posts, maybe a photo post, maybe a reel, maybe a YouTube video. All of that um, that I'm creating out of that 
drawing, that artwork is content for me. The drawing itself, the original drawing is art for me. I think I'm creating on top of that is content. I think that's how okay, I- So that's meant. Oh, sorry, continue. No, that I'm, I'm done. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. So I was meant to ask you earlier, actually, that I completely forgot to ask you when you're talking about being a full-time artist. So, obviously, you're now a full-time artist, which yeah. is, you know, a great thing. But what is your experience with the business side about being like? Sorry, what? What is your experience with the business side of art being like? It's stressful, um, especially, you know, all the additional tasks. For some reason, I um, I thought that when I'm a full-time artist, I can just draw and post, but there's also emails to be answered and um, engaging with other people in the comments and uh, so much stuff like going to the copy shop, going to the post office to um, to to send things. Um, yeah, it's it's a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> um, especially for for one person like. Also, as I said, setting up a website, setting up a, an, an online store, what I'm working on right now, um, it's it's really a lot. And it's not always nice and it's really overwhelming, but um, most of those things, like the business side, it's just a one-time thing you have to do. And once it works, it works. So I just power through and enjoy drawing again. So do you have any kind of like advice or kind of things you wish you knew before you took that leap into being a full-time artist? Uh, I, I experience new things all the time. I'm like, damn, I wish I knew that. Or I wish someone had told me that in school, but that's why I am so transparent on social media and why I have this community of misfits. So I can help people that are in the same position that I was in, um, I don't know, 10 years ago. Um, but I'm still I'm still figuring things out, and I don't think it will, it will ever end. And I can always share new insights, like, "Hey guys, um, newsflash! Don't do this and this." <laughs> I know it's stupid when you think about it, but uh, turns out it's not good to hold a burning candle that's almost completely burned down. It's it's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I wish someone had told like, me. <laughs> I mean, you learn the hard way. Okay, so do you actually sell your work at the minute? Obviously, I know you're going to sell up an online shop, but do you actually sell prints and stuff? Yes, I uh, just started selling prints of my circles. Um, oh, they, really? Yeah, they've been in the making for one year. Um, I worked with the graphic designer and the people at the, at the copy shop. That's also another thing I, I completely underestimated because it took one whole year to find the right paper to print on, to find the right settings, um, to get them scanned correctly so that all the details show up. Um, the size, everything, all those things we had to think about, um, have meetings, have um, test prints, then they didn't look good. So we had to work on it all over again, but now they're done and they look amazing. And I have only sold them um, via DMs, so people texted me. Um, also, people I know, um, friends, family, friends of friends, uh, stuff like that. And it, it's it's spreading really quickly. Like the word and, and my circles, once they're in someone's home, uh, people will come to visit. I mean, obviously right now it's a lot 
restricted uh, thanks to COVID, but people will see those circles. They're like, who's that artist? And I want to have some too, or parents of friends, uh, um, siblings of friends. They're like, I, I want another one for uh, my dad or my sister. So um, sales have been great. I've been overwhelmed by um, how big the support was um, from the circle pins. That's amazing. That's why I want to set up a shop as soon as possible because I want um, international followers to be able to um, buy some circles as easily as possible. I want to make everything as easy as possible for them. Well, please please let me know when you do that because I'd be super interested personally. Cool, I'll let um, you know. <laughs> but no, definitely let me know. I'd be super interested and I'll share that with you know whoever looks at my as, website like absolutely like, like working on uh new circles as we speak are you as that's a question i'm going to ask you later for sure um oh, but um, i just want to ask you i'm curious yeah sorry Continue. the circles uh, i'm working on more because um my <laughs> secretly my goal is but then i realized it's not a secret if i talk about it on a podcast but uh my, my personal goal is uh to draw 1000 circles that's that's oh, my wow. goal for the circles because i really like them right now we're at 49 i think or 48 i think i'm currently working on the 50th circle i'm not sure we have a long way to go to 1000 but i want to get there at some point maybe in 10 years or something and then i will then the series will be finished <laughs> yeah you know you have you know you have to have uh, an, an exhibition of them all just whole water that would be so amazing <laughs> i'd love that i would love to say that but then that's going to be like a long time away but then by then you you'll way be able to you'll be doing it like full full time like in your mansion with the pool hopefully so, so i think that'd be i think that's a great idea and i think that's such a good goal to have like so cool and actually so in terms of your circles then would you commission like, would you do commission circles if somebody wanted, like, say, a certain phrase or a certain image? Actually, here's another secret. I don't, I don't like commissions. I don't like doing them too much. Um, <laughs> everyone can know. It's, I mean, right now it's not a secret anymore. Um, it's just that people usually commission me to draw their kids or their cat or their dog or their horse. I don't know. And it, it gets quick, fast. After you've drawn the fifth cat, you're like. I have to draw another cat for like 10 hours. Like it, it gets boring fast. And I, you always think about the things you could create in that time. So I guess I'd rather put my focus on things that I really want to do and that people still find interesting. Because with the commission, I'm drawing someone's cat. No one else is going to want to buy that. It's, it's, very, it's a very specific drawing, you know. But for the circles, actually, I thought about, um, since I'm using Inktober prompt words, like, I don't know, fish or swing, I thought um, that I'm going to continue using those words, but I'm eventually going to run out of words. So um, I thought about maybe then asking my community to um, submit words yeah. that I should draw, and then I can um, credit them. Yeah, like, absolutely. Uh, it's, it's not really a commission because they only write one word. You know, uh, if you ask me, I'd give you like a super random word that you probably have no idea what the meaning is. What would you give me right now if you had to give me like one? Like anodyne. Okay, that's good. 
Well, I, I'd, I'd figure something out. I always figure something out. I'm, I'm like, what am I going to draw for that word? But I think it would be a super cool um, community um, activity for my followers to submit words and I draw them. I think it's absolutely, I think that's such a good idea. Such a good idea. I think, I'm surprised you haven't done that already, to be honest. Well, yeah, me too, actually. <laughs> I have no idea. No, no, I'm quite surprised. But but I, when I say commissions, I kind of meant like, say, your circle images. Would you not create custom commissions for people oh in terms of like send me a circle and uh, no if you yeah. sent me a picture and wanted like a portrait of yourself in a circle or if they send you a quote that would be cool too like that would be cool yes. i would so, not so work you get... if you if you sent me a picture i would say no yeah that i would do that that sounds awesome working with a quote and also would you ever consider collaborating with a poet <laughs> I, I knew that question would come because you've asked this before. I listened I? to you. I, I, I can't remember if I asked that before. I, I can't tell you in which episode, but you did ask that before. <laughs> I can't tell you either, even though I've said it in an episode. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but like collaboration, because I always ask people about collaboration, because one thing I would love to do is if artists I've interviewed or artists I feature see each other and they collaborate on something. For me, that, oh, yeah, would, be that, like, would, be, that would be so honest. cool. That would be so like, cool. cool. I mean, of course, uh, the quote can't be too long. Um, sometimes I find really nice quotes and I'm like, that's way too long. I'm not going to write that on the circle because I'm going to run out of space or it won't look good anymore. <clears throat> but I would totally work with a poet. That would be so cool. Oh, and I, I'm pretty sure it was Indy Alexander I asked that to, actually. I think it yeah, might have been. Yeah, exactly. Because, exactly. I, because that, his that, work is really... I, I really listened... Today. Yeah, today, because his work's really beautiful and it has that that interesting narrative kind of. I don't know if you've actually looked at his work, but it has that really interesting narrative layer, and it's like you could easy you could easily illustrate a poem with his work. Um, so yeah, I think it's he was the last. Right, so let's um, talk about social media because that's the fun part of life, I guess. Um, Is it? <laughs> so um, it depends on who you ask, um, really. So. I know I've already asked you, but I'm going to ask you again just so that you can kind of um, make the answer more concise, I guess, and kind of have a more of a chance to kind of flesh it out if you want to. So the question is, you know, you've kind of already answered it, but I'm going to ask you again just so it's cohesive in, in my mind. Is um, So what are your thoughts on social media and how has it impacted your practice? Um, depends on the social media. I mean, there's YouTube. There's ah, a good YouTube. answer that. So... Um, Facebook, I don't like it. <laughs> just <laughs> right now, I'm just gonna roast social media. Um, I think I only have Facebook to stay in, in touch with people from Australia or like international people um, who don't have Instagram because for some reason we all have Facebook. I don't know why. <laughs> uh, but but Instagram, I, I used to have Twitter, but writing those short texts. Like, no, nah, it wasn't my thing. Instagram, it's cool because there are pictures, because it's mainly used by artists. Um, I can follow um, CJ Henry. I can DM her. She can reply. That's amazing. Uh, still blows my mind. I can just casually text Jack Daniels. I, I really, really like that about Instagram, that it makes everything and everyone so accessible. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think actually that's a really good consideration in terms of different social medias are used for very different things. Yeah. And it's, it's easy to forget that you, 
you know, I have all my Twitter and Facebook just scheduled for when I post on Instagram. So I don't even look at them really. But it's hard to forget that the reach and the kind of audience for each social media is very different. It is. You know, particularly now, particularly now when I say like TikTok, for instance, we have got like TikTok and it's like the audience for TikTok is completely different for the audience for Facebook. Fun fact. I do have a TikTok account, but um, I think I've posted one thing, um, a candle wax video. Um, <laughs> I've never looked at it again because I feel so old using it. I just opened it. I was like, how do the comments work? How do I upload something? How do I edit this? I know nothing. And I know I could figure it out if I wanted to. It's just that I don't really want to because I'm like, mm, uh, I no, I can't be bothered. <laughs> you have Instagram. Just another video. thing to do. Hmm? It's like another thing to do. Yeah. Like, like, I think, I, you know, that's, you know it's, that's really interesting because I was talking to, I think it was Alex Sarkowitz, and he was saying to me about how, like, was it Alex Harkowitz? No, I think it was Calvin Light. It was an artist, one of the artists I've interviewed. <coughs> and they said, oh, my audience is not the audience on Instagram. I don't post work for the audience for Instagram. I just post my work on Instagram. And I thought that was actually a really interesting consideration because, you know, particularly Instagram, like a lot of artists rely on Instagram, but I kind of wonder if they consider their audience and actually, is the audience even, is the, you know, are the people they're trying to reach even the audience, target audience of Instagram itself. I think, you know, you're the younger generation who are buying, you know, £100 shoes, they're not going to want to spend £500 on art. They're not necessarily going to want to spend, you know, a lot of money on, on something like that because, you know, they're paying off their their credit card bills and that's just a stereotype, but their credit card bills and, you know, like they're paying for other things that they deem more, you know, interesting or, or, or worthwhile pursuing. And I, I kind of, it's something I've thinking about a lot lately about social media and kind of audiences and just kind of the idea of I guess when it comes back to community because it's like you can have a hundred people following you that you interact with and that could be all you need as you said earlier you were like oh I don't need more followers and I, well, I just don't agree with that because it's like you just need that core community that like what you do you know as somebody once said you only need a hundred people to give you a thousand pounds and you have enough money to live off for the rest of your life you know every year if, if you have you know if you had a hundred people give you a thousand pounds every year you'd be pretty set yeah that's, you know, that's, that's, that's all, like that's all you need and it's like we just think we need more but we actually don't you know i think that that's kind of interesting so yeah it's just something to think about i guess the whole idea of audience and and how often do you think about audience in terms of your work like do you do you kind of create with the viewer in mind of course especially <laughs> with the circles um since uh since people reached out to me and told me that they make them feel better, I um, I told you I don't need more followers, but I would like to reach more people that maybe need that kind of support. So yeah. um, I totally create for, for other people. Like I think the Circle series, um, it's fun for me, but it's also for others to enjoy because um, I could also do um, big realistic cans all the time but I would you know it that Jack Daniels can it took me 130 hours so I could wow. maybe do two posts a month and that's it and that would suck for followers to love to see my art the circles I could pretty much pull off daily um no I, I could do daily posts if I if I only did the circles and no side projects I could do that 
one circle a, a day. I did that during Inktober. People really liked it. When Inktober ended, they were like, I got so many messages saying like, hey, I miss your circles. I, I loved waking up and just looking at my phone and, and looking at the new circle and reading that quote. And that's always so nice um, to read. So um, yeah, it became, the circles became more of a community thing. Have you ever put them all together, like all together on like, one page? <laughs> uh, you mean um, the physical copies, the originals? Yeah. No, they're in a book. <laughs> oh, okay. And actually, would you ever produce an art book? Hmm? What? Would you ever produce like an art book of the Circle series? Um, I, you know, I started as uh, as a quick Inktober thing and I still had that sketchbook lying around. It doesn't even start with the circles. There are still um, random drawings in the first few pages. Uh, and <laughs> sketches in books, they're like awful for scanning. Uh, so I, I thought about just just drawing on, on regular paper. Uh, it would be cool because then I could also sell the originals. But that way it's also cool because I have them all together in a book. Uh, yeah. And the book, it looks terrible because I take it with me everywhere. It, it looks so... <laughs> It looks you. That's great. That's perfect. Yeah, that's perfect. Right? Isn't that's it? even better. That's even better. That's the beauty of it because it's been loved. Y yeah. Yeah. Rather than, you know, it'd be like super perfect and super neat and super considered and it's all like pristine and you've got like sleeves on every page to preserve the image. It's like, it, it's kind of rough and it's perfect. It's just, it's a reflection of you and how you work and how you create. And I think that's a great idea. I think. Um, it always so. makes me. Um think about uh, what my teacher once said because she gave us sketchbooks and we had to fill that sketchbook in a year, you know, back in school. And she was like, if you guys don't spill coffee in it, it's not a good sketchbook. And <laughs> you won't get a good grade because I want to see uh, it torn apart and coffee inside of it. And <laughs> because the sketchbook yeah, is the entire. So I love that too. So one thing about social media and being an artist is kind of the idea of validation. You know, you have internal validation and external validation. And I'm, and I'm kind of curious, like, how as an artist do you motivate yourself to keep creating work? And what is your opinion on external validation also? Like, how do you balance the two? Wait, let me do the thinking face. Um, <laughs> that's the first question that actually caught me off guard. Might have to think about that for a second. That's fine, go ahead. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't think I can. I can really at this point. I don't really can. No, I can't separate um, external and internal validation. You're like you're saying it as if it, if it were two things, but I don't think. I think they blend together. Because um, you know, it starts. It starts with internal validation because you don't really have external validation at that point. You just start drawing for yourself. But, um, you know, then people contact you and tell you they, they like the art and they, they like daily uploads. And you're like, well, that's cool. I like that too. And so you, you I, I do what I want, of course, but also it's also great that others want that. I, I can't really tell you if that's internal validation or external. I can't. 
<laughs> this question is really tough. That's that's fine. So I guess that probably an easier way to ask or like a, a kind of workaround question, I guess, would be like, how do you stay motivated to keep creating work, even when you don't feel like it? And I know you've already said earlier that, you know, you're you're very good with the willpower, but like, like what keeps you coming back to it? Well, again, both. I, I, oh, okay. I do because, you know, as you said, um, waking up in the morning and just wanting to create, that's what keeps me going. But on some days, that might not be enough. And then I'm like, well, I can't quit now because there are people out there who rely on me and who I can make feel better just by sitting down and drawing. So um, it's it's both. See, that's really interesting because I think the fact that you had that knowledge that people are aware of what you're doing and that it matters, like. I kind of wonder if <coughs> if that puts any pressure on you. Um, and I know you said earlier that you don't feel the pressure, but I kind of feel like maybe you would feel some kind of pressure because you know that if you stopped, people would miss you. Maybe. I, I never thought about this. I think um, it, it, you know, honest answer, I think I need pressure to work. I need a certain yeah. amount of pressure and I feel like that's the good amount of pressure. Like I would be missed if I stopped. Of course, um, it it sucks because um, maybe some people in that position wouldn't feel free to take a break. Because they're like, yeah. man, I really need a break, but people rely on me right here. But I just took a six month break, basically. <laughs> it, it wasn't really a break. I worked with Jack Daniels, but I didn't post anything. And um, I, I texted a few people and I was like, well, I'm working on a secret project with, um, yeah. yeah, exactly. And they understood and they stayed here. And now I texted them again, like, hey, I'm back. Uh, that's another thing that, that really um, surprised me that people were still here to see my art. They didn't say, well, he's been gone for six months. We just you know, he's probably dead. We haven't heard from him, but they stayed here. <laughs> they stayed here and they, they, they came back. They still, well, they, they comment again. They like, again, like they did before, six months ago. And yeah. So um, it is something that keeps me coming back that I know that our people, um, friends, my, my, my little community of, of misfits, um, they're they're there waiting for me, but I can always take a break and they respect that. I know that. So there is pressure, but um, yeah, I know that they also respect my choices and that I I can do whatever. See, I think that's great though. I think you're in a very lucky position because I think right? a lot yeah. of people, you know, I think, I think, and what I was meant to say to you earlier, I think it's what I, I probably didn't articulate it very well, but I think you're in an exciting phase of your of your artistic career. That's what I think. You're in a very exciting phase. And you're actually very similar to another artist I interviewed. Um, actually, I might link you both up because you might get along quite well, but you're both like, you know, you're both young. You're both creating work that is, you know, it's kind of just on the border of, of quote unquote mainstream success. It's just like, you're just, you're not quite there yet, but you're almost there. Um, and I can imagine that, you know, whatever you do from here is going to be so not much better, but you'll, you'll, you know, you'll get a lot of opportunity and, you know, you'll, 
you're just honest and i like that i i respect that i highly respect anybody who's honest and i think you know your intentions are good and i like that you're not creating because you want to be rich and famous and you want people to see what you're doing and you want people to know about you you know no, you're creating for a and luckily, I, I attracted the right people to follow me because they're so supportive. Um, they write the nicest messages and sweet comments. Um, yeah, so like a few artists I know, they get really mean comments like, oh, you're doing that and that. You're not a real artist or, you know, a lot of hate comments. I haven't gotten anything like that. I've only experienced support so far and... I'm so lucky to have that and such a good engagement. So many comments on every post. I think also the interesting thing about you is that I feel like even if you did get a hate comment, I wouldn't phase you. No. I think I think because the support you have is is so strong, like that. That what's that hate comment? It's just somebody not having a good day. And I think that's what's really cool, and I like that, and I like your personality, and I, and I like your I don't know. Yeah, I think you. There's only good things ahead for you, as far as I'm concerned. Um, Thank you. So I'm ex- I'm really excited to see what happens for you next. And we haven't ended the interview yet. I, it sounds like an ending, <laughs> but it's not. Um, but I'm just I just wanted to let you know at some point in this interview that I'm actually really excited to see where you go. Um, I think it's going to be really fun. Yeah, and I, I think a lot of people think that, um, and that's why they follow me just to see where it leads. And I I don't know. I, 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 that's a good. Thing. I guess that's why we. I guess that's what we follow anybody to see where they go. <laughs> like take a step back and take that sentence out of context. It sounds like you're a weird stalker. I guess that's why we follow anybody just to see where they go. <laughs> that sounded so, that's so weird. funny. That's so funny. But it's so true though. But it's, as you're right though. It sounds weird. But actually... This is a slight side tangent, but I've always been intrigued by the word follow. It's such an intriguing word to use. It is. Because it's not, it's just such a, it's an odd choice of word. It is. Uh, I, it? I, and it's, it's never sat right with me. Because if you say, oh, my followers, it's like if somebody was to follow you in real life, that wouldn't be a good thing. That's not a positive connotation. No. Sounds so like, it's weird that we're like, yeah. Sounds like we're, you're Jesus and you have your weird cult of followers. Yeah, you're probably, right? I mean, like, I, I mean, artists and court leaders, is there a difference at this point? Probably not. Hold on. <laughs> Probably not. I mean, one could argue with the ego of the artist. Yeah, one could argue that there's no difference. But anyway, getting back to, to you and your work. So let me have a look at what was my next question. Um, aha, okay. So oh, oh. Uh, that's it. <laughs> aha, that's it. So talking about audience particularly and i think you're the perfect person to talk about audience with because you actually it's quite nice because you actually have like a bearing on your audience and you have a bearing on who kind of follows you and, and they obviously like they're re- i want to say returning clients and that sounded very commercial but like you're returning followers that sounds even worse <laughs> but you know you can do this you know, i the, believe you your um how can what can i call them you know your um yeah what is the right terminology for that like the people who interact with you the most, your reoccurring interactions. That sounds terrible. My, my yeah, reoccurring interactions. Yeah, okay, yeah. Your loyal, loyal followers. <laughs> so yeah, okay. So going back to the, talking about audience and like, you know, kind of loyal followers and the idea of, it's cool because you have a good bearing on who's following you and who's going to interact with your work. And, and you probably have, you know, a handful of people you know will probably comment and probably like it and probably, you know, 
have a say in your work. So how do you separate the creating of the work from engaging with your audience? Because you're a very, to me, you're a very outgoing person. Like the way you engage with me, if you engage like that with everybody, like how do you have the time to create art? Like how do you balance the, you know, creating of art with the keeping people engaged and talking to everybody? The secret is um, setting time limits. Um, you know, I would recommend to anyone not to have your phone next to your bed when you wake up because you will just mindlessly scroll. <clears throat> I did that too. I did that just this morning. Um, so, um, yeah, I'm, I'm not living by my own words, but you know, we we all know we shouldn't. And uh, then have like three times a day. Um, 10 to 20 minutes of social media time. And I, I try to keep that because I want to be productive too. There's no, there's no use in talking to people um, all day long and engaging with followers when I can't post anything. That's the thing why they followed me. So um, creating stuff will always be a priority. Uh, of course, I'm just super curious because obviously, the more time you are on social media, the less time you're actually creating. I think you know, that balance think, is quite tricky. I think we all assume that we it, it takes a lot of time to engage with people, but yeah. actually, in the morning, like 25 minutes on social media, that's enough to communicate with everyone. And usually, all my messages and comments have been answered, uh, and I'm like, wow. I'm done in only 25 minutes because I did focused social media work. Yeah. In, in quotes. Um, yeah. I think that's the trick. Just time limit. Okay. So then one thing that is obviously the great thing about social media is you can get feedback on your work. But what kind of feedback do you prefer to, to have? And what feedback do you prefer to give to the artists? Honest feedback. Just, you know, neither good nor bad, just honest feedback. Or just maybe a short, hey, awesome work. I like that. Sometimes that's all it takes. Like you don't have always um, have to write a long comment about someone's work. You can't do that, especially when someone uploads on a daily basis. That's just insane. Um, you know, comments are obviously good for the algorithm and uh, comments boost the algorithm so a short comment is always better than no comment at all because you just overthink it and want to write something long it, it doesn't have to be that sometimes if you want to support an artist but don't have much to say you can just text nice nice work that's all it takes sometimes do you think that the kind of reward driven system of likes and you know I guess like emoji comments. Do you think that's changed the way people view art in terms of like rather than look at the image and take time to consider it and think about what actually what you know what they actually like about it, they'll just click the heart button and be like, "Hey, cool, I like it." Wait, why would emoji comments? <laughs> I'm, I'm confused. I love that. I love that. I I love the fact that that was the only bit you picked up from. <laughs> that's great. So I said. So I said. What did I say? Because that actually wasn't a comment. That actually wasn't a question. I actually added. I just said that spontaneously. I noticed um, it was all over the place. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. So actually, we'll skip that question. That's perfect. We'll skip that. Um, so this is a question. This is a, 
So this is an exclusive question just for you. I haven't actually asked anybody this yet. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was thinking about this today. So what do you think social media is going to be like beyond Instagram when Instagram fades in popularity? You know what, what comes next after Instagram? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I hope it's something good, but I'm just afraid it's going to be another Vine or TikTok clone um, because what I noticed is um, you probably know that, you know, our generation, we watched a lot of YouTube videos and they were usually 10 minutes long at least or longer. And we, we watched that. But right now, um, the attention span seems to be going back. We have this really, really short content on Instagram, one minute, or the Instagram, no, on TikTok and on Instagram, the reels um, that are 30 seconds long or 15 seconds long. And I don't think it's good for attention span. I sound like such a dad or even grandpa. Like, don't I agree. I completely agree. It's not good for your attention span, but, <laughs> you know, I, I really think it's not. But I feel like with social media, we are headed in that direction that we need shorter content and maybe um, ex- exaggerated content too. Yeah. Um, oversaturated content, if you want to call it that. And I don't like that. I, I don't like all those quick videos maybe that's why i didn't get into tiktok or reels really i can see why people like them i just i just prefer staring at a picture for a long time or watching a youtube video that's 20 minutes long yeah well that's a really good answer and it it kind of makes me wonder like do you create work knowing it's going to be like just let me rephrase that question does knowing that your work is going to be viewed online change the way you create it? Not necessarily. I mean, I, I still create it for, for myself. I sit down, I draw a circle, and then I just upload it. I don't really sit down to upload it, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I but still... let's say, if, for instance, if you're creating an image, have you ever thought in the middle of creating an image, I wonder what this would look like on Instagram, or, oh, I should have recorded that to make it real? Uh, no. No, I don't think it had that much. <laughs> no, that's cool. I'm just, I'm just curious. A, a good example is the Jack Daniels can because that was um, seventy by fifty, so um, it's a large piece. And I only realized later that Instagram will crop this because it prefers, you know, square images. Yeah, like, of course. Well, this is not a square, but I didn't think about that, so my. Um, Again, my my friend and helper, the graphic designer, she just um, edited it to look like a square and then it was a perfect post. But I never think of those things before I notice it's a problem. Yeah, because I'm just, I'm super curious of like the impact upon the way artists create work now. Because there's, there's one thing, you know, of creating work and then posting on social media. But now we're in the throes of social media. It's like, you know, your work's going to go online. Does that change the fact that, you know, the way you create it? Like, do you think about Instagrammable aesthetics? Do you think about, oh, I need to make a reel of this. How am I going to video this? What's I create it? Like, like, I wonder if people think about that. Like, I'm super curious. And it's not, this is not necessarily a question. This is, I guess, this is kind of more of a, uh, a monologue that I'm thinking about. But I'm just kind of curious about how that's really affected the arts and the way that we create work. See, you know, because that's obviously the, that's the same thing as creating art or content that's what i said earlier i'm yeah. still creating art yeah. 
And then once I created the art, I'm like, okay, what content can I make out of that? No, that's a very good distinction. That's a very good distinction. And I'm um, going to be thinking about it for a long time. People are just creating content and maybe not even art or just creating art for content's sake. But I don't do that. I create art and then I'm like, okay, what am I actually going to do with that on social media? Yeah, well, that's a really interesting distinction. And now you said that, I'm going to be thinking about that for a long time because, because I feel like, and actually this is a question I was going to ask you later, but I'll ask you now, actually. I think that's what, like, is there a difference between people who create art and people who make art? No, I don't, I don't think so. Why? What, what do you think? What would the distinction be? Because I'd be like, because people who make art make art to make art but people who create art create art because they have the need to create uh, but isn't it also the same thing i mean i get your distinction but yeah like yeah it is the same thing ultimately but i think i get okay let me ask that question in a different way is can anybody be an artist oh yeah totally <laughs> <laughs> that was perfect <laughs> okay okay that's perfect that's that question <laughs> no that's perfect okay that's cool because i'm curious about that question just because and okay so the funny thing about all these questions that is that the the way and no, nobody's wait, asking wait, this so i'm just gonna can I, can I elaborate on that i think everyone yeah, sure, artists, <laughs> as long as art is fun like is it fun to you is, is it fun to just draw then yes you can totally become an artist if you notice that it's just uh, another task on your to-do list then probably not then you shouldn't force yourself but if you realize there's really like passion behind it and, and a dream and you want to do that then yes you can totally be an artist oh yeah, that's cool i like that actually i'm glad you elaborated on that actually that's quite cool that's actually really cool and actually that's true like it, and that's what i get from your work is like the fun of it and the play of it and you know just kind of doing stuff and not being too worried if it's perfect or being too worried if, if people are going to like it or if it's commercial you're just doing it because you enjoy it and you know all the connotations and the kind of reputation it gets after is after the fact it's not you don't have that in mind when you create it you just create it and you're like hey you know what i'll put it online exactly. whether there's people yeah. like it or not it's not the point the point is that you create it and you're having fun doing it and i think that's that's a very commendable because i think you know we're at a point where you know art has become commodified you know like like being an artist like like if you're to start art now um, I, don't, I don't know if now is really the right time to use but i think in the last 10 years so okay this is quite a, a generic stereotyping i guess but like because even because even last 10 years i guess you started out in the last 10 years but i think the fusing of, of social the fusing the rising of social media has really changed the way People create art. You are forget it. This is gonna go back into tangents of other things. It doesn't matter. We'll move on. We'll move on. Because it's we'll move on. Because I'll just get into a whole ramble about social media and, and how much it's the devil and it's not a good idea. Nobody I needs to hear feel that. Like you're getting tired. <laughs> I'm always tired. Trust me. Okay. So do you think a piece of art is better if it's more personal to the artist? And how has your own life impacted your work? Personal to the artist. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think so. I mean. I would never create something that maybe that's why I don't like commissions because I feel like it's less what I want to do. And I think art, you know, you express yourself. So it's, it's always better if it's what you really want to do. That's perfect. 
Actually, there's only a few more questions left. There's not that many questions left, actually. Um, that's not that many questions, unfortunately. Um, uh-huh. So, I mean, literally, this could go on for another five hours if I'm not concerned. That's super cool. Um, <laughs> honestly, um, you're so awesome to talk to. And I, I, I love talking to people like you because you're just interesting and your art is great and you're just interesting. It's cool. It's like the perfect kind of person I love to talk to. So it's cool. Leave that um, in. I, I need, I need <laughs> those compliments. <laughs> what I'll do is I'll cut I'll that bit out just for you and I'll send it to you every day just as a oh, small yeah, little... Yeah. <laughs> it's going to be my alarm clock. <laughs> Nobody wants to hear my voice as their alarm clock, trust me. Um, I don't want to hear my own voice half the time and I have to listen to it three times before I even get his anybody else says it. So, well, um, I'm <laughs> probably going to cringe when I listen to my own voice here. So, I mean, I guess that's normal. We're... I mean, to be fair though, I'm... I've gotten over it now, I think, because I've heard my voice so much. I'm like, yeah, yeah. Really it doesn't bother me anymore. Um, so this goes back to something I said to you right at the beginning, which you probably forgot about, which I hope you did. So I have a question for you from another artist. I didn't forget. So, oh, damn it. Okay. Um, so Katie Harold asked a question. She is a, actually, similarly to you, she's a monochromatic pencil artist. Oh, um, my God. I'm so excited. <laughs> and her question is, what are your non-artistic influences and inspirations? That's a good question. First of all, um, non-artistic influences. I guess um, it's, it's an easy question for me because, uh, as I said also in the beginning, uh, I love to go outside in nature. And I am that guy in, in your friend group who's like, look at this awesome patch of dirt. Can you see like all these shades of brown? And they're like, all right, I guess. But, you know, I... I love looking at, at things, just taking a step back, just being mindful, I guess. Um, this is also a good exercise for anyone listening right now. Just take a step back and really try to, um, to look at like three objects around you. There are some things and then take a step back and like, wow, there's this cool water bottle or this, there's a chair and it, it, it looks really, really cool. This is art too. Someone designed this, and you can really look at it for a long time and from another point of view. Um, the same with all your senses. Like, what what do you hear right now? What do you what do you smell? Smell is one of those senses we don't use it at all. We don't notice notice it on, um, until some something. No, we don't. Smell is another one of those uh, senses. We don't notice it unless something smells really bad or really, really good. But right now, if you if you just smell, what, what do you smell? Because there is a smell. Or what do you hear? What do you see? And, and this mindfulness practice, it, it's really inspiring. Like I, I can look at clouds for hours or at a chair or... Even at an interesting wall, I'm that guy. I get inspiration from everything. So that's that answer is perfect because, and I'll send you a link to her work later. And her work is very much about nature and looking and observing and creating really deep. Actually, her work is quite similar to yours, I guess. I said to you earlier, there's no one to reference to, but that's quite an interesting reference. Um, in terms of like, it's all about detail. It's about the like the wild. And it's about what you discover on your walks. That's really great. That's such a that worked out so well. See, um, perfect. I hope she loves my answer too. <laughs> I, hope, I hope so. Too. She listens to the interviews as well, so she will hear your answer as well, which is perfect. Awesome. Um, <laughs> um, so, do you have a question for the next person I ask? 
Um, I had one. Let me just think about it again. <laughs> because that one I lost somewhere along the way. Um, it's been a wild ride. <laughs> it certainly has. Um, oh, yeah. I guess uh, what's the weirdest art medium that you have ever used? Like for me, it's, it's burning candles. But um, I'd be interested if the next artist, whoever it is, um, has ever used something totally unconventional and untraditional. But I know who I'm going to interview, which is fun. Well, at least I think I'm going to interview, because that might not happen. And I think that's, that's it. I don't know whether that question will work well, though, because I don't know if they do a different mediums. They might just do one. But we'll, well, we'll go from there. Um, so the next question, which is the question I ask everybody, and you've heard me ask people, and it throws them off a bit, so forewarning there. So what makes a good image? And what was the last image or piece of media you saw that left an impression on you? What makes a good image? I guess if um, if you just put some personality in it and passion, it will look good. Um, if you're just someone who, who copies something, it will probably not look good. Like maybe it will look like the reference image because you copied it. Um, but I think you just have to put a little bit of yourself in your art and then it will automatically look good no matter what, what you're portraying. And the last thing that left an impression on me, I, I don't know that that water bottle I talked about that I was looking at earlier. It's, look at those shades of blue. Beautiful, right? And the reflections. Ever since I drew that big hero can, the Jack Daniels can, with all, all the little droplets, yeah. Um, it's been raining a lot and whenever I look at my window and see those I'm like I want to draw these but at the same time I don't want to do that again so but I don't want to say that my own drawing is the last thing that has left an impression on me no no you're, absolutely that's a great thing that's a great thing to say well, that's a great thing to say those drops have haunted me in dreams let me just say that <laughs> because I've spent so much time on that um, I also told Jack Daniels it's fine. They can they can listen to this. And those drops, they took so much time. And then I went to bed right after drawing, and I I dreamt of those drops the whole night. <laughs> actually, actually several nights. I think three nights in a row I, I dreamt of those. So they have had a big impression on me. And I didn't. That's even crazy want to though. Do. <laughs> that's crazy though. But that's that's cool though. That just shows the power of your own work to yourself. That's crazy. That's a good thing. Thank you. So, <laughs> no, no, that's no, that's that's kind of cool actually. I think personally, I think that's a really cool answer. I think that's great that that your own work leaves such a good impression on you because you're the one creating it. And I think it's so easy just to kind of disregard what we do uh, when mean, we create. Yeah, and I mean it it might sound cocky to some, but just keep in mind that I spent 130 hours on this drawing, yeah. drawing little droplets. And it would be weird because I, 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 um, I, drew it, I drew that all day long. It would be weird if it didn't have an impression on me and my dreams, but it did. Maybe a dream is a bit strange, but yeah. <laughs> okay. I have, I have a lot of, oh, that's a good question for the next artist. Do you have a dream of, of your artwork? Because whatever I draw in the daytime, it will sometimes haunt me at night. So how do you want to phrase that question? I have no idea. That's your job, not mine. 
Yeah, I, I don't know what's funnier, the fact you said that or the fact that it's actually so true. Um, so have you... And actually, you know what? The, the funny thing about that, I'll send you this guy's work in a minute, not in a minute, once we're finished, in a few minutes once we're finished. And actually, that's a really good question to ask him. And when you, when I send you his work, you'll know why. I mean, um, I you told heard... you I'll be honest and blunt. Now you know why. <laughs> that's great. I love that. That's so cool. I'm going to totally get that in. That's amazing. Um, have you ever had a dream about your work? Or a dream that I'll put, or a dream that inspires your work, is that okay? What? So the question will be. So the question, no. So the, wait. So the question will be from you. Have you ever had a dream about your work, or a, or a dream that inspires a piece of work? George, ask that. Is that okay? What? Well, yeah. I guess my my question would have been: Have you ever been haunted by your drawings in your dreams? But that might be a bit extreme. So they don't. They they are a photographer. They don't create art. So they, well, they create no, art, but they're I mean, a photographer. You so can... have you ever had a what's well, have you ever been haunted by your work? <laughs> the guy hasn't that. <laughs> actually, you know what? Actually, wait. Have you ever been haunted by your work? I'm just gonna type that and I'll figure out a better way to say it. Yeah. No, because they're gonna think of it a different way though. They're not gonna think of it. <laughs> they're gonna think of like trauma. Um by your work. That's all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna reword that somehow, okay? <laughs> I'll let you know how I reword that. <laughs> have you ever worked so much on a on a piece of art um, that that you've uh, dreamt about it, I don't know. Because their work is their work is very dreamlike, and it's very it sits in that kind of really interesting space between art and photography. Perfect. Maybe maybe they they dreamt about it afterwards or before. Yeah, I so dreaming about your work. I'm gonna ask them. Okay, that's cool. I'll figure out a way to rewrite that. But I'll definitely ask them that. I think that'd be a great idea. And actually, I think that's that's gonna give me a really good idea. To, it's gonna give me a good segue to talking about certain stuff actually during about work. <laughs> okay that's actually no that's like seriously that's actually i'm going to start off my interview notes with that question at the top so i can kind of plan out what else i'm going to ask them around kind of the idea um so that's actually really helpful for me you're welcome um, i'm still i'm still a bit sorry about the stairs earlier no that's fine honestly don't worry about it so um uh, the last couple of questions that so, the opening line of this podcast i don't know that's your job not mine <laughs> <laughs> I mean, of course. Right, okay. So the next question okay. is, um, do you have any themes that you would like to explore but you're not certain about the reception you'll get? Mm, never and always. <laughs> that's a that's an intriguing I mean, answer. I mean, as you said, my circles, they explore a lot of themes and I've only just started to delve into mental health and stuff. But the reception has always been great. So um, I'm not really worried. But, and I don't really know what I'm going to I'm, I'm gonna explore next. But um, I'm just going to go with the flow. Do whatever. Okay. And, and do you believe in artistic freedom? Do you think that, you know, you're free to create whatever you want? Yeah. 100%. I don't need but to worry about that. <laughs> Yeah, but so, but what about like, say, social media guidelines and um, people being um, like trigger warnings and kind of people might, you know, they might not like a certain subject or something. Like, do you think that, like, in some ways you have to conform to kind of other gatekeepers? Well, um, it's what I don't like about Instagram is uh, that. There are um, really hard limits on just posting um, uh, 
drawings of nude models or whatever. Yeah. You know, that's just um, artistically fine. I'm not talking about porn, just... Um, yeah, like artistic nudes, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Having a nude model, drawing them, um, Instagram will flag that and delete that or cancel your reach and remember that forever. I don't like that because it's art and bodies are also just art. I don't know why, um, again, not talking about porn or anything, just I don't get why Instagram is so harsh about that. I mean, I get it to an extent, but sketches really? So, um, but yeah, I'm, I'm not, uh, I was never about to do anything uh, like nude drawings or anything. So I'm, I'm not about to explore that. So I'm fine with Instagram's restrictions. <laughs> also, but what no about say or anything? Yeah, but I say, but what about like say, which is kind of this is a whole completely different tangent. I'm not going to go down it because this is we'll be here for a while. But like the idea of violence and the idea of like people who may be creating images about war, or they might be creating images about mental health, or they might be creating images of you know about say pregnancy or something where. But it's not a taboo subject per se, but the way they're doing it could be controversial slash shocking slash people might not like it. Do you think that, like, how do you think that people, I mean, I don't know if it's really a question, I guess, but it's like, how do you think people can circumvent social media guidelines and kind of, like, do you think, I, I guess I guess what I'm trying to ask is, do you think that knowing that there may be somebody stopping them from publishing this work should stop them from creating the work? Do they just still create it anyway? Yeah, of course. Uh, I know <laughs> one artist that uh, posted a lot of uh, nude drawings. Uh, I, I totally support him in my story um, because he should still be creating and other artists and followers should speak up to Instagram that he's just doing good work. Um, it's a team effort. We have to oh, yeah. stick together. And also, um, there is a circle about war. Okay, that's cool. That's what, that's great. And I, that's what I like about your work is that because you haven't defined yourself, you could go in any direction. And that exactly. that excites me because it means that you could work with, I mean, it's, you don't necessarily have to, but you could work with so many different people and it can fit into so many different places. And it can be like, it could be a piece about an award or it could be a campaign or it could be, I'll tell you what would be so great if you sold patches. You know, like you get, um, like, you know, like pins or patches. Mm-hmm. that people sew into bags and stuff like that or badges that'd be so cool like something that that brings your art into the world that'd be so cool like your work on badges would be perfect i would buy, totally buy them we're actually working on stickers right now um, tell me when they drop so i know to buy some so i can stick them everywhere <laughs> all right i will no literally i'll buy one i'll stick it on the back of my phone case because i would totally want that absolutely like i literally want that so that's cool. all right i will remember that <laughs> Yeah, because like, I think that's really interesting. I think that's the great thing about your work and what excites me about your work is that it has... A, I feel like I said this to everybody, but maybe it's just the way I see art. It's like your work has so much potential to be in so many different places. And I think that's what really fascinates me about it. It's like it, it can be... A, you can literally create... Like, particularly your circles, you can literally create a circle about anything you want. Because exactly. you set yourself that's up that way. That's what fascinates me too. That's what keeps the series going. That's why I can confidently say I want to get to 1,000 circles because I like will you could, never run out of things to explore. Like you could find a really cool clothing brand you like, or just any brand, or just not even a brand, just any person or any kind of 
product. It's just like there's just so much opportunity for your, yourself. But the great thing is, and I think you need to realize, is that you've set up this up for yourself. And I think you should be very proud of yourself. Thank you. I am. Um, because you've done all the hard work to get here. You know, I'm glad I, to hear that you actually are, though. But yeah, I, I just want you to know that I think you should be proud of yourself. I told you I am so happy to be where I am right now. And I'm also so proud, of, I mean, of the whole Circle series of this insane support that I'm getting from my community of this amazing realistic can that I've just drawn. It's it's all so surreal and I'm so proud and so happy to be doing this every day and to be able to follow my dream. So that brings us to the final question, which is uh, the infamous double barrel question, which is uh, what are you currently working on and where can people find more about you and your work? I am currently working on... Um, <laughs> uh more candle wax art oh really to get my second account back to back to life yeah i've actually three more um artworks planned as of now uh what i want to do is weekly uploads like one candle wax piece a week and also more circles which will start next week hopefully um people can find me on instagram of course hopefully soon on YouTube. <laughs> like, yeah, it, it's going to be October when this dropped. So um, you can probably find me on um, YouTube if everything went well on Instagram, of course. And what is your Instagram uh, handle? At uh, Ryan Dean Haas. You know what? Ryan's absolutely perfect. It's absolutely perfect. You know, what? honestly, I know you're, I know you need to leave, so I apologize, but thank you so much for doing this. Like, I seriously appreciate it. Thanks for having me. That concludes the second and final part of my interview with Ryan Dean Haas. Thank you very much for listening. If you have any questions or comments about it, please send me an email at theflyingfruitbowl at gmail.com or via social media sites such as Instagram. The Flying Fruit Bowl audio interviews can be found on a variety of sites such as Apple Music, YouTube, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. If you would like to support the platform, please consider subscribing, sharing, rating, or reviewing on any of those platforms. Also, don't forget to check out theflyingfruitbowl.co.uk for daily art inspiration. And if you're a creative, please get in touch for a chance to be featured or interviewed. We always accept submissions on our website. Once again, thank you very much for listening. And until next time, folks, please stay safe.